Welcome to the New Work Revolution podcast on NewWorkRevolution.com. Take your business leadership to the next level and join the revolution. Here's your host, Brandon Allen. All right, welcome back to the New Work Revolution podcast. This is your host, Brandon Allen. I'm excited about the show today. I got to tell you, I burnt my tongue drinking some coffee. And I got to be honest with you, doesn't that feel like the ultimate betrayal? An old friend, a, a longtime friend in coffee, and just the surprise of, of the, uh, the, the heat of the coffee being more severe than you had anticipated. And it just, I was very disappointed and disillusioned. I've, I really kind of, uh, to be honest with you, I'm at a crossroads right now in my entire life to figure out, like, where do I even go from here? I don't know. But I'm going to push on. I'm going to try to do the show today, and, and we're going to try to figure it out uh, anyway. And I want to talk a little bit about stewardship, and I want to talk about mission. And I feel like those two things go hand in hand because I want to be a steward of the mission. And hopefully, you have a mission And for those of you who are listening to this who don't, what is it that you want to accomplish? What are you here for? We have a mission at New Work Revolution, and it's to create rich environments for self-discovery, knowledge, and creation that build the confidence of leaders for the benefit of the communities that these leaders serve. The idea there is stewardship. We want to help leaders become better stewards. And I got to be honest with you. Stewardship is one of those things that is often overlooked in business. And being a steward means simply to just to take care of something, to be a caretaker for uh, the organization in this case. And in business, you're a steward of the money that comes in. You're a steward of the people that you hire, the people that you work with or that you serve either through a service or a product. You're a steward of the processes and the way that that business does business. You're a steward of the vision of that business. You're a steward of the mission. You're a steward of the individual products and services that you deliver to your clientele. In total experience design, in our methodology that we use with coaching, point number nine of our manifesto states that total experience design creates meaning for all stakeholders of the business. That is a really powerful thing. All stakeholders, what does that even mean? All stakeholders are your customers, your employees, but going further than that, if you operate a a local business in your community, you are a stakeholder in that community. You are a piece of what drives that community to greatness. Not only do you work with your customers, but your impact for your customers makes an impact of those people around them, depending on what it is that you do. That product that you deliver impacts communities for the better. This is a big deal. The alarming thing about this is that it's easy to unknowingly reject stewardship. No one would say purposefully that they don't want to be a steward or they're not a steward, hopefully. But it's amazing to look and see how often people reject stewardship. Now, you may be asking yourself right now, am I rejecting stewardship? What does that look like for me? Well, I'm going to give you a few examples of what rejecting stewardship looks like. Rejecting stewardship can be not having your books up to date for the past nine months. Rejecting stewardship can look like not having an emergency fund in your business. In fact, it can look like not having an emergency fund in your personal life. 
Not having stewardship or rejecting stewardship can look like not training your employees for success. It can also look like not holding people accountable and creating a culture of management. And the last thing, and this is going to hit home for some people here who are listening to this, I know it is, but rejecting stewardship also, when we reject it, it allows us to misuse the most precious resource that we have at our disposal, and that is time. And when you are not a good steward of time, you waste time, you spend time being reactionary, you spend time in service to things that don't actually matter or make a significant impact on your business, and you spend time uh, holding on to past dogma that maybe served you at one point in time in your life, but now no longer serves you, but you won't let it go because you're rejecting your role as a steward. And look, there are tons of reasons for why we reject stewardship. I have people say things to me like, Brandon, I hate bookkeeping. And to be honest with you, uh, accounting, those were some of my least favorite classes in in college. I hated accounting. I was always uh, really marveled at how people went into a career path and a study path that involved accounting. I was was like, wow, that's amazing um, because I didn't like it. In fact, when I do my books or when I look at my books, uh, sometimes a piece of me dies inside maybe. Uh, but I'm going to get to that. I don't necessarily love doing books either, but it's important because when the money's wrong, then we're not going to take care of people at the level that we can. And I talk to people right now who are in cash flow crunches in different situations where cash flow is not ideal. And you know what they think about doing? They think about serving their customers at a lower level. They think about pulling back on the things that made their business successful to begin with. Money is allow, you know, when we are not a good steward of money, it lets scarcity creep in at a big level. And when we make scarcity decisions around money, we always make the wrong decision about what to do with our money. And we start to play not to lose and we stop playing to win. And when we stop playing to win as a business owner, we are not being a good steward of the resources that have been entrusted to us. So look, if you don't like accounting, get support, get help. One other thing I hear about people and and working with people is, Brandon, I'm not a good manager. And I'll tell you this right now. No one's a good manager when they first start managing. I thought I would be a great manager. I realized I sucked as a manager. I was a terrible manager when I first ran an office. I darn near ran the thing into the ground. When it was all said and done, I was so close to being fired. As in my first management assignment, I mean, I was by the skin of my teeth and the grace of God, was I allowed to stay in that position and figure out my uh, my my idiosyncrasies and my issues that got in the way of me being a powerful leader. No one's good at management. But here's the deal. Even if you have a manager, you've got to manage the manager. You've got to be a steward of your people. You've got to be a steward of your people. And look, when we allow other people to misuse, when we misuse our own time, we've invited other people to misuse their time as well. And I remember working with a company that, Interruption was just rampant in their company. I mean, it was rampant and crazy. I mean, everyone interrupted everyone. And I would ask it, you know, and I would think, man, that's just crazy. And then I showed up and did an on-site visit with this company. And I realized that everyone did that. That's how everyone behaved. And why they behave that way 
is that's because that's how the leadership behaved. So take a look at the worst things in your organization that you don't enjoy about your organization, and that's going to tell you the worst things about who you are as a leader in that organization. You have dysfunctional cultures. You probably need to look at your leadership. Are you always strapped for cash and and finances are always tight? It's time to look at your role as a steward in your finances and figure out what is the truth and the lesson that I need to learn in this struggle that will then help me to be a better steward going forward, not only for me, but for all the people who count on me, all the stakeholders. And for every business owner that I work with, there's thousands, sometimes hundreds of thousands of stakeholders in that business. In fact, sometimes there's millions of stakeholders in those businesses. I mean, that is a lot of people that that one business has an impact on for the positive. But if you continue to make excuses for why you can't be a steward, there's no power in that. And if you're not being a steward, you're not taking true ownership and you're letting things happen to you rather than letting things happen through you. And what happens ultimately is, is, is we value convenience and our feelings over our purpose. But I'm going to tell you this right now. When you have a mission and when you have a purpose, purpose isn't convenient. It's not convenient. I have a purpose and a mission to raise my kids to be functioning, healthy adults in life. And you know what that purpose is? It's not convenient. It means that in the middle of the night, my kids need something at times. Uh, Sometimes I got to help them with their homework. I got to read them a book. Those things are sometimes not convenient. And if I'm being honest, sometimes I don't want to do it or I don't feel like doing it. And I do it anyway because I'm a steward. As their father, I am a steward of their growth and development. And I can abdicate that. I can lay back and I can try to let that happen. But boy, are we always sorry when we abdicate stewardship? Are we always sorry about doing that? Because when I allow my kids to make their own choices and work through that without a guide and a steward to help them do that, their kids are going to make stupid decisions. They're going to make decisions that aren't just stupid. They're destructive. And not only destructive today, but destructive years from now and lessons that they're going to have to unravel for years and years and years to come. The same thing is true in our business. Stewardship is hard easy. It's hard today. It makes our life easier later. Lacking stewardship, taking a a back seat to stewardship is easy hard. It's easy now, but it makes our life immeasurably harder later if we don't get our arms wrapped around that. And it's easy to settle for convenience. But if you're a business owner, think back to why you started your business. Why did you start it? Why are you running it? What are you doing? And then think about the impact that looking at all the different functions of your business, from systems and processes to accounting, to team management and team building, to product and service maintenance and updates and upgrades, Think about all those things that are impacted and influenced by your vision and your mission and your stewardship. And then think about what happens if we take, if we allow those things to take a back seat. Then things are probably not going to show up the way we want them to, and we're not going to fulfill and achieve our mission. When I think that I don't want to do something that I know is important, and I had a client just today reinforce this for me in a really powerful way, but I think about my mission over convenience. 
And if I'm choosing convenience over my mission, I always know that that is a, the wrong way to approach that. And it's a path that's going to lead me to destruction. And look, I talk about stewardship, but I wasn't always a great steward of things. I've had to learn stewardship over the years. So if you're not a steward or if you're not being a steward in certain areas of your life or your business, that's okay. I mean, for goodness sakes, I had a hard time being on time for work when I first started in the corporate world, and we had to be to work at nine. Nine o'clock. I mean, I, you, you would have thought that they were trying to ask me to get there at three in the morning, the way I acted about it. And it was because I wasn't being a good steward with my time, I wasn't a being a good steward with my life, and therefore I wasn't a good steward for my career. Now, my mission at that time was to look good. And if you don't understand what I'm talking about, go back and listen to some past episodes because that was what my mission was. I want to look good. I want to be successful because I don't want people to know that I've got struggles and problems. My goodness, if someone knew that, this would be terrible. So I've got to look good. So my commitment to my mission and how I overcame that was I got feedback that wasn't positive from a, a boss and a mentor who told me to grow up who told me to take work more seriously, and I realized that I wasn't on a path to success or looking good. That inspired me to change my behavior. Now, my mission has evolved and grown since then, and I'm not so concerned with success or looking good as I'm concerned with making an impact and improving other people's lives. So that's what I'm focused on today is what do I need to do today that's going to allow me to make that impact and to create that that rich environment for learning and understanding and creation and confidence, all those things that we want to do to build positive stewardship with the leaders that we come across. But we have to recognize in this process that purpose isn't convenient and I've got to connect back to the mission as much as I possibly can to make an impact on our communities because that is what you were born to do. You have a mission that's on your heart, that's in your head for a reason. That mission was put there so that you could fulfill it. But if you don't uh, act as a steward around all the different important functions of your business, and this doesn't mean you have to be an expert, but you should have a functional knowledge and understanding of marketing You should have a functional knowledge and understanding of accounting and bookkeeping and how that works, of management and leadership, systems and processes, and how to get things done, how to manage your time and what that looks like. Because if you can't do that, there's no way you can teach your team to do that. And if you do happen to get someone in your organization who's actually able to overcome this and make it work, it's going to be in spite of you and not because of you. And I'll tell you this right now, having been there and worked through these negotiations, when an employee works that out and they realize they have a high level of stewardship in the organization, even more so than the business owner, it creates real problems and conflict, not only for that employee, but also for the owner. And if you're doing that as an owner right now, I would strongly suggest that you go back to the table and figure out what your place in the stewardship journey is so that you can get that right. And one question that I love to ask is what is at stake if we don't get this right today? If we don't take these systems seriously, if we don't take management seriously, if we don't take marketing seriously, if we don't take delivering an experience seriously, what is at stake? And for some of you who work in the medical field that I work with, there's a lot at stake. There's people's lives that are literally at stake. 
in business, people's livelihoods are at stake here. When I think about not being a good uh, uh, steward and a stakeholder for the people that I work with, I realize that their livelihood and their ability to provide for their families and their communities is at stake. That's something that we take seriously every single day. And I put that on my heart and I put that on my mind every single day. So when I'm writing in my journal, when I'm doing meditation, when I'm doing those things, I want to put that intention on my heart, in my head, every single day so that I recognize that every day is an awesome opportunity for me to make an impact for someone that could change their lives and the lives of their community around them forever. You have that opportunity as well. So let me ask you this. What's it going to take for you to raise your level of stewardship? What's at stake if you don't? Thanks again for listening, you guys, to the New Work Revolution podcast here on NewWorkRevolution.com. Make sure you go to NewWorkRevolution.com, check out all the resources, and hey, do me a favor. If you like the show, I love it when you comment on the blog. I love it when you send me an email or, or write on my wall in Facebook. I love that stuff. But would you also do me a favor and leave a review of the show in iTunes? I love that too. That helps other people see the show and get the information as well. So any help you could give there would be appreciated. And if you like the show, please share the show. Okay, say that five times fast. Share the show. I couldn't even say it a second time. Uh, Share it. Get it out there. Share that with other people. And again, thank you for listening. We'll talk to you again next week. Thanks for listening to the New Work Revolution podcast on newworkrevolution.com. Until next time, take your business leadership to the next level and join the revolution.